0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, and Charleston, South Carolina, this is uh, Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 13 of the National Football League season. Good morning, Luke Morrow. Good morning. Um, I said to my dad, hey, do you want to go to the game today? And there's nobody who can attend Jet Games. I'm like, you know, we could go and get turned away by the police. And he goes, nah, it's too cold. And it is. It's a cold, windy 40-degree forty, de- uh, uh, 40 degree day here. But, you know, I would love to attend the game in person. You've broadcasted games in person this year, multiple sports. Um, what's been the atmosphere? Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, so
1: I've done a little bit of everything in the sense that we had a football game against South Florida where it was just music no crowd and then we, we I have done games with limited crowd and I've done games with fake crowd noise so you know a little bit of it all it's um, it's certainly been interesting it's been on it's been a little weird uh, doing basketball now with artificial crowd noise which sounds weird um, so it's not the same. It's certainly not the same. I mean, you watch these games, you can see they're not the same. But uh, you just be thankful, I guess, that we're getting these games in. And I'm looking forward to the day where we could have full stadiums and fans return. But if you ever took, you know, fans for granted, and I've heard this from, from the athletes as well, including over at the Citadel, you know, you, you realize this year uh, how much you miss having people there cheering you on in that home court or home field advantage or just, even if you're on the road, just that environment of people actually there cheering instead of just hearing, Know, like a DJ all-game, or clearly fake crowd noise, murmuring in the background all-game. There's a, there's a big difference, and, and the fans, uh, I think, certainly have been missed in situations like that.
0: You know what game deserves fake crowd noise, Luke?
1: Well, I, I'll tell you. I don't know which direction you're going in, but I'll, I'll tell you, even without a
0: pandemic, the Jets don't deserve any fans at their games. Oh, well, I'm saying that that, that the Jags are going to lose this game, uh, but they're, they're going to make it close, and Vikings fans would not be able to take it, so... No one would show up because they would be sure that the, that the Vikings would win this game, um, but then they would be disappointed to see that Minnesota keeps it close until the very end when they pull away. Yes,
1: yeah, I do have a fear. <laughs> you know, the like Vikings are favored by, I don't know, I think it's 10. They're one of the biggest. Yeah, 10. Of the week. Yeah. And um, as a Vikings fan, I know very well that in games like this, when they should cruise to a victory and they should handle their business easily. These are the games that they struggle most, and this is when they let you down. And I could, uh, re- realistically, I could see the Vikings losing today. This would be the type of game that they would lose. So there's certainly concern there. I mean, on paper, this is a game, you should, at home, you should handle your business. Um, uh, Adam Thielen, I believe, will be back. So you're going to to get the lousy Jaguars team, even with Mike Glennon. The Vikings should be able to win, but just the concern is these are the games that they struggle in. But you got to win today. You know, the Rams-Cardinals are playing one another, depending on what happens there. Uh, if the Vikings win today, you know, they're very much right in the thick of things here in the playoff picture in the NFC. So this is a game, I mean, against the Jaguars. I don't care how much you win by you're at-home. Just find a way to win this game and keep your, uh, your playoff hopes somehow alive this year.
0: You know how they say when somebody's ill, you can call them because illness is not contagious over the phone? Yeah. I do believe that radio uh, skills, though, are contagious via osmosis over the phone because that was a very professional segue into what I was going to say, which is are we setting up for the classic Viking lockdown? You're right there. You're the eighth seed right now. You're one game out of having... the the, you know the chance to be the bonus wild card are you nervous as a vikings fan that this is yet another year of a middle of the road team that either makes it barely gets in and gets blown out or you miss it and you miss it because you lose stupid games like to the Jags.
1: yeah you know so I'll be honest, I'm all in on the playoffs. Like, I know if the Vikings make the playoffs, uh, is the most likely to lose in the first round, I don't care at this point. That's better than going, you know, whatever, 6-10, and 7-9, and, and drafting in the middle of the first round and not going, so you might as well, at this point, go to the playoffs. So I'm all in. With that said, you know, like, my brother is more negative Vikings fan than I am. He punted on this season when they were 1-5, and, and at this point, you know, he doesn't even care if they make the playoffs. He's already out. They didn't pull him back in like they did mate. But my point being that it's all kind of gravy at this point. I mean, they were 1-5. Uh, they were playing lousy to begin the season, so. You know, if they make the playoffs, even if they lose week 17 to miss out and still break my heart, I still see it as all gravy at this point, because at 1-5 and five, heading into their bye week, we were talking about getting a top draft pick, which maybe long-term will be better for them. But point being, just to be in the race, just to have competitive games still at this point, I did not see this coming. I'm appreciative of it. I won't take it for granted. So, you know, they have to play the Saints off Christmas. I could see that being the game that you need to win, and they can't win in New Orleans on a short week on Christmas Day. You know, maybe that's the game week 16 that ends this this run for them in classic Vikings fashion but nonetheless I'm just thankful in this weird year that after starting one and five
0: they're still giving me something
1: to root for as we're in December
0: I was literally about to say that that would be like the ultimate crushing Christmas for a Vikings fan which is you get yourself back into it and then on Christmas day you open the presents you sit down it's a 4:30 kick on Amazon NFL Network and Fox, and you lose to the Saints.
1: I'm sure it's going to be exactly what happens. They were going to go into that game saying, okay, they need to win this
0: game to make the playoffs or to stay in the playoff race,
1: and it's a tough game. Drew Brees, I'm sure, will be back by then, and uh, yeah, they'll probably lose and end their season on Christmas Day. That's probably how it's going to go.
0: This is why we're still talking about the Jets on this show, and it's not about the Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas. God, I keep saying Los Angeles. That's like... 2 iterations ago, Luke. Jeez. We have to have a swear jar, you know, type situation here on the show. Cause I'm just gonna keep calling them by the wrong thing. It's like Chargers calling them by their previous destination.
1: Um, yeah, put money in like almost like a swear jar. At right? every time you say Washington's old team name or yes. say the Chargers or Raiders old cities, you gotta
0: put you gotta put money in the jar. The Raiders are also one game out of the playoff hunt. But the reason why I want to talk about this is that it, it again, Adam Gase this week says I've not done a good job developing Sam Darnold. Well, no kidding, you stink. You stink offensively. You have all your weapons back, and you can't keep Darnold upright to make the throws. Luke, I believe the Vikings are going to lose to the Jags, or at some point the Jags will get a second win. I think the Jets are going to be 1-15. I want to see one Jet victory just to be able to show that we are a cohesive offensive unit that can do positive things. It is beyond my comprehension as a human being that the Jets cannot sustain any offensive momentum into second halves. Do you know, Luke, we have the longest streak in the National Football League. We have scored on our first... Offensive possession of five consecutive games. Wow. That's that's largest in the NFL. Longest in the NFL. And then again, we just become a team of punts in the second half. We become a team to, team of flawed offensive strategy. I don't know what it is, Luke. But we stink, and I just want one day of being able to show positive momentum. You have a West Coast team flying across the country for a 1 p.m. game. You and I have done this long enough to know that this is a recipe for victory for the home team, no matter how much they stink. And this Jets team stinks. But this has got to be the day that they show something. Because if it's not today, I don't know where this win comes from. Period. Okay, sorry. Rant over.
1: I agree with you. You know, this could be the last chance. And for the Raiders, to your point, they, under John Gruden, they have struggled coming to the East Coast. They lost the Dolphins last year. I mean, they came to New York and got embarrassed by the Jets. As you mentioned, they got embarrassed last week by the Falcons. And last year against the Jets, that was the same situation for the Raiders where they were on a winning streak. We were feeling good. Like, ooh, 6-3, and three playoff picture. They come into New York and get blown out last week same idea oh you know Raiders they could be a playoff team they get blown out by a bad Falcons team so you know that's always the concern with a team going cross country especially under Gruden these Raiders for whatever reason I've really struggled with that my only thing is obviously the Raiders are a better team than the Jets we know that uh, but also when teams do get embarrassed the week prior they usually bounce back you know with a vengeance and maybe that's the type of performance we get from the Raiders today where after they slip walk last week now you go up against the winless Jets it could be a get right game and this week, Ruden's tough on the guys after they just got their, uh, you know, the brakes beat off of them, and they come out fired up and really hand it to the Jets today. Uh, so those are two opposite scenarios, or they sleepwalk again because it's an East Coast game and it's early for their body clocks and long travel, all that sort of stuff. I don't know which way. I would like to think that the Raiders will come out and handle their business today, but I could see this being the one final chance that maybe the Jets could find that win.
0: Um, let's talk about teams with winning records, shall we? Um, <laughs> because... <laughs> Jets do not have one. Cleveland, Tennessee. Luke, are you ready for a recurring Sunday Sprint segment? Sure, yes. Time for, is this team for real? And the question is Cleveland. They're 8-3. and three. They have the exact same record as Tennessee. And it just seems to me, Luke, that this is the day that Tennessee is like, yeah, hello, we're still the best team in the AFC, or one of. Um, you, Cleveland, nice try. You're not quite there yet. Um, and... Tennessee kind of puts New England back. It's only a four-point line here, so clearly Vegas does not agree with me. Um, what's your thought on this game, and if Cleveland's for real with Baker Mayfield and company?
1: Yeah, actually, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland uh, plus four is one of my favorite bets of the day. Uh, is Cleveland for real as a Super Bowl team? I say no, but as a team that could make the will make the playoffs and be one of the better teams in the AFC, I do say yes. There's a specific way, and we know this, right? There's a specific way that they have to play in order to win. I mean, they've thrown the football the second fewest times this year. they the number one. Rushing team, so if anyone that's paid attention to Cleveland knows that's what they're built around. Run the football and have Baker Mayfield do as little as possible. But the Raiders have a, a great record. I think they're undefeated when Baker Mayfield posts a quarterback rating over 70. Now that's all. That's not asking a whole lot. He just has to be average, uh, if not even a little below average, for them to have success this year. When he's terrible, that's when they don't win. So I do think they are for real in the sense that I mean they do have a, a, a talented defense. They have Miles Garrett back now. They have those two great running backs. They do have weapons offense and it makes a lot easier on a quarterback when you're able to run the football so well so i think they win today uh i think they will make the playoffs maybe they even win a playoff game are they a super bowl contender no i don't think they're at that point yet but you know i think they're for real in the sense that they can compete in the afc and they are far better than just a couple years ago i'll give them credit they were 1 and 31 just a couple years ago they are one of the better teams i do believe in the afc
0: we're going to talk about multiple games at once are you ready to do this Giants, Seattle, 4-7, 8-3. Giants lead the AFC East because of a tiebreaker. 10.5 point line for Seattle. Green Bay, Philly, 8-point line for the Packers. Um, Football team, Steelers, 7-point line for the Steelers. Baltimore, now looking highly like they will have Lamar Jackson on Tuesday night. Dallas, 8.5. Are these lines correct and is the, is, the, is the division known as the NFC East basically going to stay exactly how it is because the better team is going to beat all these teams and it's just going to stay the exact same percentages and the Giants will still have a tiebreaker lead over Washington.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, the entire NFC East will lose this weekend, uh, for sure. I mean, Colt McCoy going to Seattle. The Seahawks should handle their business there. I don't know if they're going to cover. I know a lot of people like the Eagles as an underdog in terms of a betting perspective, maybe not to win outright. But, yeah, you've giving me the Packers at home in December against this Eagles team. Uh, the Packers have scored the most points in the league. The Eagles have one of the worst offenses in the league. Uh, so I think Green Bay handles their business. There's concern about the Steelers because of that ugly performance we saw on Wednesday but that was such a unique you know, situation that I'm not going to hold it against them. They are undefeated, and I know it's a short week, but Pittsburgh, I mean, they're undefeated. And if you want to say they're not as good as the Chiefs, okay, they're a top three team in the league, then. and worse, and you have Washington coming in with, you know, they're not a very good team either, so the Steelers should be able to handle their business, and the Ravens have helped me with Lamar Jackson. Without Lamar Jackson, maybe a lose to Andy Dolan on a short week. With Lamar Jackson, uh, as poor as the Ravens have played this year, they should be able to win. That may be the biggest question mark for me, even with the health of the Cowboys have been playing better lately. But long
0: story short, yeah, I think all four NFC East teams lose, and we're right back where we are right now. Public service announcement, not uh, the uh, Washington-Pittsburgh game is not a national game tomorrow on Fox at 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, please go to at506sports, look at the coverage map. You may not get this game in your market. If you do not get this game in your market, the only way to see it is NFL Sunday Ticket. That is because of all these movements a games. Sunday Ticket did not get the minimum number of games they are contractually uh, um, obligated to get. And as a result, um, this game is being blacked out to a lot of the country, especially west of the Mississippi River. Uh, It's literally the entire mountain uh, and Pacific, plus plus Alaska and Hawaii and a lot of the southeast uh, is not getting this game. So look, don't trust what it says in your TV guide thingy um, on your TV. Go to at 506 sports on Twitter. Look at the coverage map. Make the proper adjustments that you need to, all while staying safe. And if you have to leave to watch this game, please wear a mask, socially distance and be smart about who you are with. Luke, we are getting to the end of our radio program. Aw. Luke's the host of the Morrow Midday Show. It's from noon to 3 weekdays at noon Eastern from 12 to 3 on ESPN 98.9 FM Charleston, charlestonsportsradio.com. You will see me talk about the outcome of the Mayakoba Golf Classic, plus a preview of the U.S. Women's Open this Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, only on the Morrow Midday Show. Yeah, wait. That was probably the best tease I've done for your show. I think so. That was fantastic. It was tight too. It was tight. Very good. Um, game of the day, Luke, or or weekend, or days, because we have several days left. Yeah,
1: that's right. I'm gonna go Rams Cardinals because uh, division rivals, uh, two teams in the playoff run, and again, you know, if the. Um, if the Cardinals beat the Rams, and just say the Vikings win, or even if the Niners and Bears win, you know there'll be a game behind the Rams. The Cardinals will then be tied, and suddenly you'll have five teams within one game of one another fighting for those last two wild-card spots, so things will get a lot more interesting. But I just think it could be a good game.
0: Maybe that's why NBC has Steve Cornacki and his big board showing up tonight on uh, Football Night in America and the halftime report, the Toyota halftime report. If you enjoyed Steve Kornacki's election coverage, you will see him tonight on, on the NBC television network. Uh, Cleveland, Tennessee for me, uh, for the reasons stated previously on this podcast. Your sleeper game, Luke?
1: Um, sleeper game, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it qualifies as a sleeper game per se. I'll say Patriots-Chargers. I think the Patriots actually uh, get the win on the road against the Chargers, but I'm curious to see Justin Herbert against uh, uh, Bill Belichick.
0: Minnesota, sorry, uh, not Minnesota. That's the next segment. Um, Giants, Seattle. The Giants keep this game close. They've been close in every single game this year. Uh, Seattle wins this game, but it's close for a long time, even with Colt McCoy as quarterback.
1: All right, if you say so.
0: The game to watch golf during. Final round of the Mayakoba Golf Classic on NBC. The Volunteers of America Classic on Golf Channel. Both won the 4 Eastern.
1: Yeah, there's a few to choose from. Um... You know, your Jets certainly, you would think you can make a case. We'll see. Maybe they make it interesting. I'm just going to go, I'll go Lions-Bears. Uh, Bears are a terrible offense to watch. The Lions are missing their best players and just fired their head coach. Both teams in their 500. There's just nothing that, even as an NFC North guy, nothing that really draws me to this game.
0: Um, the Vikings, for the reason stated previously on this podcast.
1: I hope it's because it's a blowout win.
0: That's what I hope. Luke, it's time for the registered trademark to teeing it up uh, segment. You never prepare for the person or player or thing to watch today. That's right. Um, you know what? I'll go with Justin Herbert, as I mentioned
1: earlier. Uh, Bill Belichick is twenty-five and four against rookie quarterbacks. Herbert is my rookie of the year. He's been very good. Let's see what he does against Belichick today at home with uh, with uh, without a great Patriots team.
0: Zoom um skype microsoft teams long distance calls whatever service connects chris johnson with woody johnson over in england um at some point here i think you may want to cut ties with adam GaSe before the season's over and the johnson brothers got to figure out who the heck's going to run this team come January 20th. So with that in mind, and those in, in, in the New York market know there's some infighting within the Johnson family, and Woody's also got some legal issues tied to his ambassadorship. Um, there's a lot at play here, and if the Jets got blown out today by Las Vegas, I, I think there's a case to be made that look, enough's enough, and let's just, you know, throw somebody in there as a head coach for three games, four games, and uh, play out the run here. Yep. Oh, is
1: uh, the time is certainly coming at some point.
0: So that's what I'm watching: secure video connections or voice connections between the U.S. and the U.K. That's a new one, Luke. I don't think I've said that ever before on this broadcast. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. As always. Hey, my pleasure, as always. And thank you all for listening to this edition of Team Up Presents the Sunday Sprint. Enjoy your football weekend, everybody.